There's a lot going on in the NBA. Kyrie Irving made a trade request that could have a massive ripple effect leading to the Warriors. I'll explain why. We'll explain why in just a minute. Kyla Mills joins me. We're going to recap the conclusion of what started as a, as a fantastic road trip, ended not so much, and Draymond Green's injury. Is there any new news? The impact of it will break all of that down and so much more next. we got some Bob Myers sound talking about Wiseman and his feelings on the team. Should be a great show. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. I've had sources tell me that recent incredible job report was largely because of LinkedIn Jobs. I made all that up, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's true. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, primarily Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, Kylan, I want to start off with a couple stats um, in regard to the Golden State Warriors. Right now, their offense is third in the NBA in terms of points scored. They average 118 points per game. On defensively, almost the complete opposite. They're 27th out of 30 teams in, in terms of points given up at 118.3. Point differential, a category that the Warriors routinely dominate, especially in championship years. This year, they are a colossally disappointing 23rd out of 30 teams. Their point differential is minus 0.3, meaning overall this season, they're being outscored by teams. 52 games in, they're at the 500 mark. That game last night was colossally disappointing. What is your reaction to that game and all of this that's going on? And good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> My face just pretty much tells the story of how I'm feeling after that game last night. Um and the night before, to be honest, I mean, I just don't understand what it is with the Warriors this season that they cannot close out games. That, to me, is the biggest problem. And I know we've talked about the third quarter problem, which I think is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, the fact that they seem to come out and just, like, lose it in third quarters and suddenly they're digging their way out of a hole or they have to be in the fourth quarter is a big problem. But in general, I just feel like they – and then you look at the crunch time of fourth quarters they haven't been able to perform and execute. And to me, that's just, you know, so contradictory to the Warriors that we've known of the past few seasons and of the dynasty in the last decade. So mm -hmm. it's just like very surprising, like what, and it's something that it's hard to identify, like what the one factor is that's leading to the Warriors struggling in third quarters and also late games. Like to me, like late game situations have been a big problem, um, not specifically against um, the Nuggets, but just, I think when you look at the body of work up until this point, that's just been a big problem. And I think that, you know, it's time for, at least for me personally, and I tweeted this out, I just think like looking at where we're at in the season, 52 games in that, you know, I'm starting to really accept the fact that the Warriors are a mediocre team right now. And I think mm. that the record tells the story, mm. um, you know, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to overblow anything, but I just think you have to look at a team that is inconsistent night in, night out. You don't know what you're going to get from the Warriors. Yes, they pull off these great victories over top teams in the NBA, like 
the Celtics, like the Grizzlies, and then other nights they come out and look like, I'm sorry, trash. I've said it before in this program, but other nights they look bad and they play bad against bad teams. Um, and so I just think inconsistency is mediocrity to me. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to put together consistent runs and no, you're not going to be consistent and put together, you know, great runs throughout the entirety of an 80, 82 game season. But like, even if you look at last year, the Warriors had a little bit of a dip and that's kind of something that has been helping get me through some of these struggles. Cause I'm like, Hey, look at last year in, in March, Draymond Green was out and the Warriors struggled. I can't remember the exact record off the top of my head. But they came back, they brought it all together, it clicked, and they still were able to make a run and ultimately win a championship. But at this point in the season, they haven't been able to win more than, you know, two back-to-back -back games. Um, and to me, it's just a totally different team and a totally, totally different story. Like last season, the Warriors started out their first 20 games on fire. They were hot. Mm -hmm. You could see the chemistry. You could see, you know, the way the team had potential to click. And to me, like this season, I just haven't seen that and outside of like a single game and to me like one isolated performance isn't enough to say that the Warriors are for sure defending champions and then when you look at their records and all of the recent championships over the last decade they have never been where they're at right now in the season and record wise and gone on to win a championship so to me that's where you know some of the concerns lie and I've been trying to stay positive but to me at this point you know, the question I'm asking myself, and I propose this on Twitter is, you know, at what point do we accept that this maybe is a mediocre team, or this maybe is a team that's not quite there to, to defend the title. And I think they're a playoff team for sure. There's no question about that, but I guess my big question, and I'll throw it back to you or to anyone who wants to leave a comment is, you know, at what point in the season do you say, Hey, this is this team's identity. This isn't like, Hey, they're going to figure it out. Or, Hey, it's the championship hangover is what we said early in the season. Hey, it's the injuries they're dealing with. Like at what point do you run out of things to say, Hey, this is why they're 500. At what point is it just like, Hey, they're a 500 team. I think it's a fair question to ask now that we're 52 yeah. games in. It is a fair question. I, you know, on last night's show, I had our, our, our mutual friend, Sophia Jones, the progeny of Mark Jones, uh, famed NBA play-by-play uh, -play broadcaster and play-by-play -play broadcaster for the Sacramento Kings. And as Sophia, as a, you know, she's a point guard for a D1 school, San Jose State, you call their games. Um, whether or not she thought that they had the third quarter struggles, which has always been something that I've defended Kerr to the end about, because like, Kerr's had his share of criticism over the years. This is not, this is not something new, right? Like people being disappointed in Steve Kerr, not being happy with Steve Kerr. He's never really been someone who's universally uh, got an acceptance from Dub Nation or from the community at large. Yes, he's a phenomenal coach, and he was named by the NBA as like what, like a top fifteen all time. Um, I and again, I'm not sitting here calling for his head because who the hell are you going to replace him with? He's a, he's a great coach, but he's far from perfect. He makes mistakes. And I asked Sophia, and I'm curious to know if you agree, if what your sentiments are on this, that are the third quarter struggles, are the lack of halftime adjustments this year compared to years past, um, the result of Mike Brown and even before him, Alvin Gentry not being there? Like how much of a role do those assistant coaches, how much do they play in the success of the Warriors and especially those third quarters? Because this season – they're 15th out of 30 teams in point differential in the third quarter. In every in every championship run that they've had, they were number one in that category. And that's been like a, an identity of theirs. It's been a staple of theirs that when, at, at, regardless of what's going on in the game at the half, 
you knew the Warriors were going to come out in the third quarter like gangbusters and just really clean house, right? I mean, this is something we've been accustomed to for years. That is not the case this year. Uh, last night's game, for example, as you mentioned, right? Like, like the Warriors, I think, were down one at the half. They get outscored 35-22 in that third quarter, capped by a 16-0 run by the Nuggets. And, I, you know, I've been saying this for a long time. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's no hiding this, that I've been particularly critical of Kerr this year for his rotations, for his minute distribution, and now for his lack of halftime adjustments. You know, the, the, the absence of Mike Brown, in your opinion, like, is that part of this? Like, do, do, you, do you think this is more and more of an indictment on Steve Kerr? Your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think that you absolutely have to place some of the blame on the coaching staff because those tactical adjustments are absolutely critical in the way the team comes out in the third quarter. I think it's a combination. I don't think it's just the coaching staff. I also don't think it's just the players. But part of me, just when I watch these third quarters, sees a lack of intensity and a lack of wanting it, desire, just like making hustle plays. Like intensity, I think, is the biggest word that I would describe you know, when I see the issues and the way they come out in third quarter. So I think it's a combination. Like to me, there's something going on in the locker room with the players and why are the players not coming out and, and really performing and executing or looking like, like I said, just bringing an intensity and like they want it, bringing that fire in the third quarter. So I think that's part of it. And then I think the other part of it is the coaching staff making the necessary adjustments or also firing up the team. And I don't know what they got to do to try to get these guys going, but something. Um, mm -hmm. And then I do think that, Mike Brown's absence has made a bigger impact than maybe we thought it would going into the season. I mean, you look at how well the Kings are doing. Um, and it's kind of funny, given that Mike Brown was the Warriors defensive coordinator, that the Kings have one of the best offenses now in the NBA. Yeah. I find that very <laughs> ironic. But um, you look at what he's done with, with Sacramento and you look at the way the Warriors have struggled. And I think the third quarter struggles or maybe lack of proper adjustments, um, you know, I think you absolutely have to look at one of the biggest holes in the coaching staff to being a factor. And that's, I think Mike Brown's absence is a factor across the board for the Warriors this season. I think that a lot of people, myself included, maybe didn't realize how big that was going to hit this team. Um, uh, so I think that's definitely, I think that's definitely part of it. And then, I mean, Steve Kerr definitely isn't untouchable. I think it's fair at this point to, you know, direct some criticism at him. But I think he struggled just particularly with the personnel this season. And I don't think, to be fair, he's been put in an easy position. Like this two-timeline thing, when you look back at the history of the NBA, and I've talked to a lot of colleagues about this and asked questions, like when have you seen that done to this degree where teams are winning championships while also developing, we're looking at, five young players, six young players at the same time. So I do think that's a tall order. And that's something that needs to be taken into consideration because when I ask people around, you know, just around the game, it's like, well, you know, it's kind of hard to think of other instances where, you know, a coach has been expected to really run with this two timeline, you know, philosophy or what the Warriors have been trying to accomplish this season. I mean, that's very difficult to do when you look at, you know, other dynasty runs where they able to extend that dynasty by also developing six new players while still winning championships. Right. Like right. that's tough. That's tough. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm going, I'm going off the rails here. So I'll let you take it over, but I just fun. think that's, you know, to be fair, I think that Kerr shouldn't be immune to criticism, but I also think the whole two timeline thing was like kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the one instance I can think of where I mean, it wasn't at this extreme in terms of like you said, five six youngsters, but the Spurs were kind of juggling that uh, in the in the late stages of their dynasty when like Kawhi Leonard, the first year that uh, the Spurs went to the finals when he was on the team, it was just Kawhi's third year, and then uh, or maybe it was the second year, 
And then and then the third year when they won the title, that was that was again Kawhi was really young. And I think the the word Kerr is is open to a lot of criticism is the fact that uh Mike Brown is doing this with the Kings. They're third place in the West, and Keegan Murray's getting heavy minutes in the process. Why can't Steve Kerr do the same thing with, you know, I mean, he's he's fortunately we're seeing with Kaminga, but I don't understand what's going on with the the Moody Wiseman thing. When we come back, I'm going to play some sound from Bob Myers. He was on the flagship station of the Golden State Warriors, 95-7 the game. I think your husband is, does he fill in still sometimes, yeah. Chuck? Okay, yeah. So, so, uh, so we got a direct connection there. What, I'm sorry? Wednesday nights usually, Charlie's. Oh, there you go. So every Wednesday night, you could hear uh, Kylan's husband. Uh, is it? He goes by Chuck on the radio, right? Yes, his stage Chuck name is okay. Chuck. His name is Charlie. <laughs> All right, and then you're you're a guest on there sometimes. I, I haven't yeah. been on. I've been asked to be a guest on the on the game in a little while, but uh, you know, we, so they're the flagship. Bob Myers comes on there usually every other week, um, and there's a couple interesting sound bites we're going to play in just a moment that was revealing about potentially what the Warriors are going to do uh, in terms of the trade deadline, which is coming up. Um, his feelings on James Wiseman. So those are the two sound bites we're going to play. Uh, that we're going to analyze when we come back. First, got to talk about LinkedIn and more specifically LinkedIn jobs. Talked about them at the beginning of the show. Um, and look, if you're a small uh, business owner, if you're a hiring manager, if you're in any position where you need talent for your organization, uh, it's not easy to find. It's really not. You got to find people that you can trust, who have all the skill sets you need. The best way to find that perfect fit is LinkedIn jobs. The, given the fact that LinkedIn has 875 plus million profiles that's close to like an eighth of the planet is on LinkedIn looking for work, hiring people for work. LinkedIn jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeting tools. They identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect them fast and for free. That's one of the best parts. LinkedIn jobs makes it easier to screen and rate applicants. LinkedIn jobs, they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. After us, go check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Kylan Mills. So here is the soundbite. Uh, we got two of them, in fact. I'll, I'll, the first one I want to play um, has to do with Bob Myers' sentiments uh, on the roster. Um, and I feel like he was very forthright here. Uh, so take a listen. Here's Bob Myers. I guess I can't sit here and say that those eight and throw in somebody that can give you, even in the playoffs, somebody give you five minutes, right. six minutes, can't beat a team uh, in a series. And, and it, it's going to sound pretty... I don't know. You can decide how it sounds, but I I think we stack up good enough. That's assuming health. But you always want to add to your margin of error, Matt. You always want to. It's yeah. not a margin of error that I'm entirely comfortable with as it stands. Can you can you increase that margin of error? There was the years where the margin of error was so big 
that um, I could answer that question and say, no, we don't need to do anything. I'd probably lie and say, oh, you know, but the truth was we didn't need to do anything. Um, and those rosters bore out and those seasons bore out that way. Our margin of error is not what it was. The record is not what it was. So I can't, comparing to what I know about the teams we've had, I'd like to get a bigger margin of error. Can we do it? I don't know. I guess I can't sit here and say that those eight and throw. Sorry about that. That it went over. So, uh, so basically, what I heard from that is he's not very confident in the roster he has right now. He's not feeling great uh, going into the postseason with the personnel that he has on his roster. Um, we've heard Kerr talk about Wiseman as almost a form, like he's a former player. Um, it would not surprise me if James Wiseman was traded. Um, what are your thoughts, Kyle, to that soundbite we just played? Um. Based on your last comment, I also want to mention that I agree. I wouldn't be shocked to see Wiseman up for discussions and trades. I think that his future is much more uncertain with the Warriors than it was even before this season started. Mm -hmm. I think that the front office was all gung-ho on, you know, giving him a full shot, seeing him healthy for a full season, getting him closer to his potential. And, you know, it's just been unfortunate. It hasn't happened. And a couple of reasons why, number one, he hasn't been able to stay entirely healthy. He just came back after dealing with a couple of injuries. And then, you know, he had to go down and do a stint in the G League because the Warriors weren't happy with his performance. So then, you know, he's down developing more for a couple of weeks. And then now he can't crack the rotation because the Warriors have struggled so much this season that I think the problem is Steve Kerr doesn't see any opportunity to take a chance on any of the young players because there's this win now mentality because they're not winning. Um, which I think is a little bit of a catch-22 because at the same time, if you're not winning, why not play the young players and let them yep. get some run and get some development since you're not winning anyway? The Warriors, regardless of not playing those youngsters, are still 500. Um, and that's with running Steph Curry to death and in some instances, Draymond Green, the starters, you know, whoever they have out there, they feel like they can really rely on. I mean, in some of the big wins they've gotten this season, it's because they've just been running them, you know, 40 minutes. And then again, like I said, even in the losses, sometimes they're running the, the starters to death. So to me, I think that's where the problem lies. The Warriors are 500, and then we still haven't seen enough to, at least to me personally, to even be able to truly evaluate Wiseman. You know, like I would love to make a full evaluation of him, but like when he plays, he's DMP four nights in a row, then goes in for seven minutes in a game. It's like, that's not a fair situation to evaluate a player's development. So I don't know. So that, that's just my thoughts on him specifically in regards to what Bob Meyer said. I don't think you should be confident in the roster they've built right now. There are 500. We are 52 games into the season. This has not gone as planned for the mm. Warriors. They're 500 and they also haven't been able to give these young players bigger roles. The expectation going into the season, we've seen Jonathan Kaminga earn that bigger role and more time, but was that Moody and Wiseman will also be significantly contributing and they're not. Mm -hmm. um, and then that leads to some of the veterans or the two-way players they've had to put more, you know, more of a workload on and who've had to put in bigger minutes. But that wasn't the plan. I don't believe that was the plan going into the season, Cy. I mean, I don't know if you agree or disagree <laughs> with me, but like based on the way that Moody and Kaminga played at the end of last season, based on what the expectations were for James Wiseman, I think this office was expecting them to be contributing big minutes and to be in the rotation. And they're not. And they're mm -hmm. not. So mm -hmm. I don't think anything has gone according to plan for the Warriors. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Myers maybe isn't as confident in the roster or is saying, hey, there's really literally no room for error with the Warriors right now. 
yeah, he's right. There's not, <laughs> they're not winning games flat out. They are 500. You can't, you know, this isn't, he mentioned, oh, past years. Just, yeah. When you have KD and Steph on the team, of course there's, you know, it's a super team. There's tons of room for error. Now there's none because I think there still is a lack of depth and there's a lack of chemistry. There's issues closing out games. There's just, you know, a lot of different things you could get, get into, but is it enough to make the Warriors make a change? before the trade deadline that to me is the next biggest question and that i don't know the answer to what do you think well uh i want to play one more soundbite when we come back um because myers talked extensively about wiseman um and i'm curious to hear your sentiments in terms of whether or not you heard a a ringing endorsement or maybe a lack of faith um it was certainly up for interpretation so we will play that soundbite when we come back i'm i'm seeing in the chat some durant uh, uh mentions we'll touch on that as well and Draymond Green, because there's still no news on that calf. And if that's the same injury as last year, the season's done. I mean, forget it. It's over. Uh, let's hope that's not the case. We'll talk about that and so much more after we talk about our new and exciting sponsor, FanDuel. Uh, what are your sentiments, Ky uh, Kylan, on the Super Bowl? Any early uh, feelings? I feel like the Chiefs are going to win this thing, and it might not even be close. Any any thoughts from you? I believe uh, uh, FanDuel lists the line right now as the Eagles minus one. Okay. I also feel like I would take the Chiefs. And like I said on our last episode, I don't like either of these teams. So yeah, <laughs> not a good person yeah. to ask. But I, think, I think the Chiefs win it. I think they have the better team top to bottom. Yeah, I totally agree. And look, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel, uh, for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download, download, sorry, FanDuel now, so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, cool score touchdown. There are so many prop bets. It's absolutely ridiculous. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's fanduel.com/locked on make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL You are locked on Warriors your daily Golden State Warriors podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter at and Instagram and TikTok at Kylan Mills. Um, so here is that other soundbite. Uh, this is Bob Myers again on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I went through, listened to it, found a couple clips that I thought were interesting, and this one is included. This is Bob Myers talking about James Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, do I want good people to succeed that I interact with every day that, that do the right things that are good people. Absolutely. I mean, that's, but it's a cutthroat deal. So yeah. it's not like you can just do that. I mean, you got, I, I put you on the team. Guru <laughs> seemed like a good guy. <laughs> you gotta be able to play, but for James, especially, unfortunately, um, the times that he maybe could have played, he was injured. Uh, and that's been tough, but that's the, the path of any young player is not mostly clean. There are obstacles to it. So, yeah, I feel bad for whether it's him or Moses or Jonathan's been up and down. But 
there was moments early in Curry's career where Steinmetz was covering him and AC Law was playing in the fourth quarter. And if I was the GM of that team, I would say this this sucks. Curry is doing everything right and uh, he's not playing. So it's yeah. I mean, I would say that about anybody that works hard and, and has a good attitude. You want to see them get opportunities, and James will at some point get an opportunity, and he's just got to be ready for that. Uh, we're we're you know we're a loony ankle turn or Draymond. He, he, we don't have. You know, Jamichael right. and James, really, and, and especially the way we're playing now when we're not playing Draymond and Looney much together. So you can see the exposure there if something would happen. I don't want anything to happen to anybody, but we're not. It could, it could be easily a situation where James is thrust into it and that he's got to be ready to play, and that's what going down to the G League we think was good for. But, yeah, these guys are people, and, and James has done everything right. He's a good teammate. He works really hard. I, I always want to see people like that succeed just like you would or, or anybody would. That's the human element of it. Uh, any thoughts on that? Did anything uh, ring ring to you as as uh, uh, Bob Myers endorsing uh, Wiseman? I actually heard adios Wiseman in that. I, there were a few things in there, but I don't know what your, your interpretation, if anything. Yeah, I kind of also – I don't know that he was going – I'm trying to figure out the right wording uh, for it's hard. this. It's not easy. It's hard. It's not I don't want to be careful, yeah. but you know, I think that he was leaving some breadcrumbs a little bit. Bob Myers was without coming out and saying, you know, Hey, he's on the trading block or, Hey, we haven't been happy. Hey, Wiseman hasn't lived up to expectations, whatever. I thought there were some breadcrumbs like him saying, Hey, we want good people to do well, but you have to also be able to play and come out and perform like, but, you know, he dropped, you know, dropped kind of some little hints in there where to me, I don't think that Wiseman's future with the Warriors is protected the way it was before. And that's what I've, that's what stands out to me is that Myers language about Wiseman has significantly changed from a year ago. We believe in Wiseman. This is what he was saying. You know, and I sat in the press conferences, we believe in Wiseman. He needs more time. We are invested in his future. We believe he is going to help this organization. We believe he is a part of the future of this organization. That's not what he said in this interview. That's Mm -hmm. not what Myers said in this interview at all. And his tone, his tune rather has changed quite a bit. So to me, that tells, that tells you what you need to know. Um, I agree. Past two seasons, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, whoever, you know, just undoubtedly backing Wiseman saying, we believe in this kid. He's had a bad, been dealt a bad hand, but he is absolutely a part of this organization's future. That's not what he said. And to me that, you know, reading between the lines that tells the story, he is not guaranteed to be a part of this team's future. And I think that if the right trade came along, see you later, you know? Absolutely. Um, the chat, by the way, is on fire right now. Pure comedy. Uh, you know, the, the the news came out today. Uh, I don't I, I don't know if Sham or Waj dropped it first, but Kyrie Irving, he could not stay out of the limelight for long. The man just attracts drama. He's a I think he's a head case personally. Um, he made a trade request. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year. Um, but he's got this trade bonus that makes it difficult for any other team who trades for him to give him a max extension. Uh, there were some complications there regardless. He wants out. Um, and on Twitter, you mentioned before we started recording, Kylan, that Andrew Wiggins was trending on Twitter. And like, like but you didn't know why, right? You you went you went on Twitter, you're like, what's going on? And all you read were people bitching about Wiggins and how he's underperformed lately. He has not yeah. been uh, his same self since coming back uh, from that abductor injury and the illnesses. I believe he had COVID and the flu. 
uh, back to back. So look, anybody who went through that, I, I sympathize with. Um, but he's he hasn't been the same. And then Kyrie Irving makes his trade request. And so there's a lot of speculation and a lot of interest, not so much about where Kyrie's going to go, although that's interesting itself, but in terms of what Kevin Durant, it, Kevin Durant's reaction is, right? Uh, and I think Waj even tweeted this. I think even Waj mentioned that the, the, what's, what people are very curious about is not so much Kyrie and where he's going to get traded, but what is Kevin Durant thinking about this, right? Like, was he even made aware of this? Does he also want out? Um, there was a lot of speculation during the offseason about Kevin Durant coming to the Warriors. Uh, if that option is still there, would you support that? Because I sure as you know what would. I, I would love Kevin Durant back with the Warriors. Um, you would have to give like trade somebody big money. And this is where, I don't know, are people rethinking Wiggins maybe now? Like, would you trade Wiggins, Wiseman, and, and maybe one other piece? Is it Jordan Poole who's the big contract? I don't think the Nets would go for Draymond Green. Your thoughts about maybe with the Kyrie Irving trade request, Kevin Durant possibly come back to the Warriors. Your thoughts? I think it's a possibility. I think anything's on the table based on the fact that the Warriors were interested in Kevin Durant back when he requested a trade a couple months ago. The fact that it was even a discussion that apparently, according to reports, uh, the organization had gotten Steph Curry's blessing to at least look into the trade and Curry had had some conversations about KD. You know, I think that it's absolutely something that's on the table. I wouldn't call it out of the realm of possibility. Um, I think the Kyrie thing is super interesting, and, and I'm curious to see where he ends up. My prediction is the Lakers. I don't know how exactly that trade would pan out, but mm. I know they'd expressed interest, according to reports, in him before. Both the Mavs and Lakers did, and I feel like he probably wants to go with, go to the Lakers, reunite with LeBron, and I would be very interested to see how that shakes out and what that would mean for the West. Um, by the way, though, this is totally off topic, but I saw someone dropped a line in the comments, and I did uh -huh. want to mention Shams just tweeted out eight minutes ago that the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, has been suspended one game for hitting that, yeah. Mitchell in the you-know-what and the family jewels. I just want to mention that because I know the Grizzlies are kind of a hot topic amongst Dub Nation, and Dylan Brooks has been a hot topic specifically amongst the Warriors and their fan base. And did you see that clip at all, Cyrus? Of the fight between him and, and, and Mitchell? Well, yeah, when he went down and he – Swung his arm up. Oh, and yeah. Hit him. I hate Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is easily my least favorite player in the NBA. And that's saying something given Kyrie Irving exists. So I I can't do Dylan Brooks to me. Like what he did to Gary Payne the second last year makes me absolutely loathe that human being. He's just trash to me, plain and simple. Uh, so good. Suspend him. I can't, well, I can't stand Here's the, guy. the thing people are angry and they're lighting up Twitter right now based on all the tweets. This Bleacher Reports now to a couple places have tweeted it and people are uh -huh. mad because they say one game isn't going to do anything. Dylan Brooks has been suspended one game before and he's still basically doing the same kind of stuff and is a dirty player. That's what a lot of the comments are. I personally think it should have been a longer suspension. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the exact number I feel like it should be, but I feel like one game isn't enough. I, I mean, it was a pretty dirty play to me. I, I just, I don't know. And for someone who has a history of, doing those kinds of things like don't at some point in the punishments need to us escalate versus like one game every single time when people are getting seriously injured or at least in get like in Gary Payton the second's case he was seriously injured and almost ruined this poor guy's playoff yes. run he's been working in the G League for years to get to that point um so it almost cost him a ton of money like that that yeah. that would have been even more egregious is 
Gary Payne II fortunately still got his money, but that almost put it all in jeopardy. Like, if he didn't come back in the NBA Finals, I mean, look, the bright side is the Warriors would have kept him probably, but... I mean, I feel for Gary Payne II getting that big deal, and I'm happy he did. Oh, Dylan Brooks, suspend him, suspend him for life. I'm not being serious, but he's pure trash. Uh, I, look, I, I, I don't mean to – I have to shift gears here for a second, Kyle, and if, you're, if, you, if you don't mind obliging me. Yeah, yeah, go for Andre, it. I just went live, yeah. and it was, like, breaking on Twitter. I just wanted yeah, to – Yeah, no, that's good. That. A lot yeah, of that's – it's a hot topic. A lot of people think the same. All right, back to a regularly scheduled. No, program. it's all good. And and by the way, George Carl, former Warriors head coach among many teams, um, and Hall of Famer, he tweeted out that, and this tweet kind of like caught my eye, uh, that it wouldn't surprise him to see the Nuggets trade for Kyrie Irving because Bones Highland wants wants to be traded. And um, look, I don't I don't like the idea of the Nuggets having someone like Kyrie. They're already dangerous enough. I know he doesn't help defensively, but offensively, he's such a weapon. I believe the Nets swept the season series. Kyrie played in both those games. Um, I, I don't like the idea of that. So where Kyrie goes could impact the Warriors negatively in that regard. But yeah. I, I, I got to go to this this uh, this this comment, this chat from Andre. I look, I've seen the Wiggins strip club references. I had no idea what those meant. So Andre writes: Four days before Wiggins got COVID, he was photographed in a strip club staring at a chick's. I'm not gonna at, at a at a girl. So yeah. He's not serious about basketball right now. He's got to tighten up. I've never heard of that. Andre, will you please tweet to Kylan and I like what, what the source of that information is? Because that is news to me. Have you heard of that, Kylan? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to hear that. that. Tweet either me at Docs or Frocho, Kylan Mills yeah. at Kylan Mills, the show at Locked on Dubs. I need to, to, to actually know for sure if that happened because that, he, does, he absolutely deserves criticism if that's the case. Um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, Dennis B just to make you feel happier, uh, a auto Porter jr. Wait, OBJ. Are you, were you referring to auto Porter jr? Um, because yes, he's out for the year. So the warriors actually, it wouldn't have made a difference if he came back, but I thought I saw Dennis talking about, um, Patrick Baldwin jr. Um, I would like to see him play as well. I, I really would. Um, I don't know your thoughts on any of that. Um, no, I don't have any thoughts. Uh, but I do want to mention that I know you were going to get to Draymond Green at some point, and there is I just got a yeah. notification. I've got notifications set up about the Warriors injury report for tomorrow. Yeah. If you want to touch on that at all, because I know please, we let's keeping, do it now before we go. We were yeah, keeping please. an eye. We we're trying to keep an eye out and see if there was any Draymond Green update today. Um, yesterday, obviously, very concerning, um, especially given his history and the fact that last year this exact same thing happened. Like, seriously, this is kind of crazy deja vu with Draymond. I was trying to look up exactly when the injury happened last year. Cause I feel like it was, was it early January? And then he came back mid March. I know that for sure. He came back like the, maybe the third week of March, second week mm -hmm. of March. Um, but he was out forever because the lower cat or the calf tightness turned out to be, you know, bought, brought on by a lower back injury. And, yes. you know, and so that's a concerning thing to me. So basically Draymond Green dealing with right calf tightness again, you know, to me, that immediately just like rings some alarm bells. Could this be more serious? Uh, but so as of right now, the injury report that just came out says that Draymond Green is questionable for tomorrow's game against the Mavs with right calf tightness. Again, doesn't make any mention of a lower back issue. Clay Thompson is also listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. And then oh. Steph Curry is probable, but he is dealing with a lower left leg contusion, a.k.a. a bruise. Supposedly, he took a hard fall. fall. And then, oh, uh, this guy named Andre Godala. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, he's out. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. That yeah. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh, 
Yeah, what a shocker. I, I let's end the let's end the show on this note because this is more lighthearted. Um, and this comes from uh, Nick Ellert, uh, and I'll share the screen real quick so people who are watching the show on YouTube or wherever can can see it as well. Uh, he tweeted uh, an, a, a lighthearted, fun question. If you could take one member, and his Twitter account is at Ellert Nick. If you could take one member of Run TMC and put them on the current Warriors team, who would it be? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to say Mitch Richmond. Even though I love Mullen, I thought he was the best of the of the of Run TMC. I think Mitch Richmond's athleticism will be more valued right now. They need defense more than offense. But I love the just the nostalgia of any Run TMC reference. Uh, who would you pick, Kylan? Before we go, um, I also love any mention of Run TMC. And my immediately immediate thought was. Mully. I know you just brought up that the Warriors need defense, which is absolutely true. Um, but, you know, he also brings some size and length in addition to that, you know, uh, incredible shooting ability. And I think he was the best of the three. So I would have to go with Chris Mullen. But, you know, at, like you said, any mention of run TMC, can we just get them all on the current Warriors? I mean, that would be yeah. great too. <laughs> well, let's have a great weekend, folks. Let's hope the Warriors uh, look. I mean, the Draymond Green thing, until we know more, there's not much to say. It's, it, it is pretty black and white. If that calf is tied to his back, and I would guess it is, um, and and it flares up to the point where last time he missed two and a half months, and the last time it affected him, he could barely even walk. Like, like he had to basically yeah. learn. He literally admitted this. We played this clip on this show. He had to learn how to walk again, jump again. It's cr So if, he, if he's dealing with this again, it's over. This All of this chatter about this repeat is for nothing because that's how serious and how important of a player Draymond Green is. Um, so let's hope that's not the case, or at least that it's not super serious. Uh, they play the Mavericks Saturday at home. Um, so let's hope when we when we host the show Monday, it's good news. So, um, yeah. Anything else that we, that we didn't touch that we should have before we go? Are we good? Are we touch everything? We're good. We're good. Okay. We got to go, right. Sky. We're, we're past our, our limit. <laughs> Everyone, have a great weekend. Uh, and let's hope Saturday's game is a success story. Uh, and like I said, if if any trades happen, we'll do a a, a bonus episode, like a for sure uh, an emergency pod, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Have a great weekend, folks. Kylan, thanks as always. And again, you can follow Kylan Mills at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on Twitter at Docs or Show, and this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs.